On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Here we are on this uh, beautiful day. I was coming in like, you know, I was, wow. was going to try to think of this like radio <laughs> announcer voice that I could kind of do. No. Did it work out? It's yep. just, it's like the accent plus the radio announcer. It's just, just a lot. Didn't, didn't uh, go you together. I wanted to practice that a little bit first. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was not like peanut butter. So this it wasn't like peanut first, butter and jelly. It's a, it is his first rodeo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, no. Heath, Jenny, and Matt. Zach is out still, but we got us crew in on a little yes, regular yes, yes. Second shot. We had a second uh, shot classic. We had a great uh, a listener that made a posted. They had a happy dance on the way to work and realized we had the one of the second the the OG. They love the sit downs, but she was like so happy to hear the OG came out. Oh yeah, you know? it's fun to go back. And if yeah. you guys just started listening and have only heard the sit downs, you got to go back and like binge listen the first two hundred because you can um, learn our whole life story. You probably like steal our identities with all the information we give out. And we're gonna we're pretty consistent <laughs> and have been th- at least having once a month of yeah, a, at, uh, least. at least once a month of a, a regular old sit down. And now that the weather's coming out this weekend, um, even though we, we're getting the heater put on the pool, you know, by the end of this year, by the way. But oh my gosh, um, the pool is still pretty cold. But you know, this Sunday it was sunny enough that during the middle of the sun, like you didn't freeze complete to death yeah. and. Um, because Brighton wanted to be a mermaid so bad, so you we were kind of in there. Swimming. Jenny would get in, but I but no, I got I, in oh, until oh. my body was just numb oh. and it just dealt with it. I'm the one who swam with her until Thanksgiving time. Yeah. So just enough. Yeah. Enough. Not quite the same. Yeah. And, and, then, Heath, and then Heath went and bought some ledge loungers. Have you guys seen ledge loungers? They're awesome, except for that our ledge is like too short for it, so the ledge loungers oh, are hanging no. off the edge. He also, while he was there, which was not a part of his like to-do list bought a slide yeah like oh. a giant ledge lounge you can't send me slide. out to buy stuff because i see cool things and i just I get know. them oh it's a problem i'm the worst i feel like that's a, a requirement for a pool right yeah yeah um, yeah. you have something i mean you don't have a diving board right or do mm. you have a diving board? also no. matt and his wife despite the fact that they've lost a combined like i don't know uh, almost how pounds, much almost yeah. 100 pounds yeah. they went to our favorite restaurant fernando's which we eat at every friday not sponsored. The show is not sponsored by Fernando's, but it should be. What did you think? What's your review? Uh, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I did. We did sort of. Uh, you know, we're doing like the low carb thing, but I did have some of the chips and salsa. So I thought, good. I thought that was all pretty good. Um, had a little bit of queso. I had a sour cream chicken enchilada. The um, Valentino. Yeah, the Valentino is like a little combination plate with a with that and a cheese enchilada. And uh, yeah, I thought. It, I mean, thumbs up for me. I thought. It, I thought it was yes. great. I didn't. I, I did at least stick to the diet in, in terms of I didn't eat the the entire thing. I couldn't eat the entire. <laughs> I didn't thing. eat I was, the entire restaurant. <laughs> um, but I uh, so I saved some, and I'll be having some more of it uh, tonight, actually. But um, 
yeah, I uh, thumbs up on that. I heard about y'all talk about it enough that I finally decided <laughs> to try it. Yeah. We influenced you. Yeah, we, <laughs> loves, we love some Fernandos. All right, should we get into our first headline, you guys? Let's do it. Okay, so there is an article out about 83% of parents think that schools should spend some time teaching important life skills to go along with all the standard academic stuff. So here, I'm just going to run down. These are the life skills we wish we had learned in school. And as you're this is done from a survey or something of, of, yes. of people that of parents that saying what they wish they would have learned in school. Right. Well, and, and so they, they listed the 20 life skills that they wish they had been taught. And this was a, a survey of a thousand parents of kids ages 11 to 16. They're saying, this is what you should be teaching. And very few of these, <laughs> I don't know if any of these are taught in school. Now, the first this, one. Is just them saying they wish they had that they had learned this in school or that they were teaching their kids this stuff? They wish school. they had learned this in school. Okay. Nobody said they're actually going to teach it to their kids, yeah. which could be the second shot part of this. <laughs> but it's what they're saying. They wish they had learned in school. The first one is how to save money. Second one, how to budget and organize your finances, how to invest. I mean, these like first three are all money related. Uh, how to take care of your mental health. <laughs> Number five, how taxes work. <laughs> I'm still figuring that out. Um, Number six, how to be confident how to cook basic meals, how to start a business, how to buy a home, and how to create a resume. How to create... Very good. Right? Interesting. When I, heard, when I heard those and I kind of was like, oh gosh, this is such a good talker. And I think we hear people say this all the time. We hear people say, oh, well, they should teach that in school. They should teach this in school. They should, you know, do this. They, 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 they. And I thought, well, you guys... The training is out there. It's like we're just like on this one track thing where we think just because it's not taught in this one specific system that we can't educate our kids on it or educate our ourselves on it. I mean, if if there's something that you think you should know how to do in 2021 and you don't know how to do it, that's on you. It has that's never been me. easier to learn something. Never. It's never been easier, you guys. The, the The playing field is so level right now. And I'm not talking about going to college. I'm talking about getting online and looking at a recipe. I'm talking about like Pete the Planner, who we've had on this show, yep. with all the free money <laughs> advice. If if we do not know something right now, it's almost it's because we don't want to know. And, do you and, see what I'm saying? Oh, 100 percent. I'm on the say. I mean, um, I'm not going to sit here and act like I think that our entire school system is perfect. Okay, it's not. There's obviously lots of things that can be done, but we're also it's a product that is made for the masses, and there's only so much that can be done for that. I am sick and tired of hearing parents whining about what somebody else should teach the dang kids. <laughs> They're your children. You know, yes, spend is, a little that's time. True. That's true. Teach them. Mindset. I mean, a lot of these things that I hear on here, they, they, no, you should teach your mental kids health. mental yeah. health. I, no, I do not want school teaching my kid mental health because no, God knows what they could come up with on how they could <laughs> teach that all, right? <laughs> you are the parents, you are the ones that are raising these children. How about you spend some time to teach this to your kids yourself? You know, and, and again, it's, I do believe that 20, 30 years ago, it was much harder. There was not nearly as much accessible, but nowadays for pennies on the dollar to next to nothing, you can get courses online and do all this that you could put in front of your kids on top of school that they do at home that you make them do to learn and, and do all of that, if, if anything else. But, you know, I, I learned how to do a checkbook. My parents set me down and taught me a checkbook, taught sure. me how to write it at the back to know what I got, do all those things. Okay. Some of this stuff, parents, 
You need to stop being lazy, blaming everybody else, and actually teach your damn kids something yourself. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do devil's advocate, though. Nobody wants Heath Oaks to teach our child how to do a resume. First of all, I don't think you've ever done one. No, but but that's okay because I got you. <laughs> that's true. You know? Yeah, and look, team, everybody right? in their yes. family knows somebody that's got some kind of skill that maybe that person can teach them. Right. You know, everybody's got that uncle who's had 20 jobs. They can probably help them with a resume. I, thought, I also thought it was funny because people – Cook Basic Meals is on here, which back in the day was, that was part of yeah. home economics. That right, was a yeah. course that now has been, and, and some of these niche schools do still have that. I know mm -hmm. some of you will say, well, we've, we've got like a little home ec going on over here. It's very rare because it's not like in Dallas, we have the star test. Like nobody's testing on the star for your cooking skills, which I, good or bad. I'm just like, why are we complaining about this instead of just, I mean, Learn how to cook on TV. Do and doing it yourself. I mean, I think there are things like a there should be like starting in high school, uh, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, financial economics one, two, three, four. Yeah, each year that can be done. I think that could be a pretty basic, easy course to put in. Um, that that should be kind of done. But I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, though, I'm not relying on anybody else to teach my kid life basic life skills. And things of that nature. Mm -hmm. That is mine and Jenny's, you he's, know, he's part homeschooler. to do. Yeah. No, I want to, no, because no, then she'd be screwed. But, li but life, life skills. The life skills. That's what they're asking is the life skill stuff, which is what should be learned at home. I mean, can can some of these things be weaved into school? Yeah. Do, and, and do I think there's a lot of little issues that maybe, yes, I do. But I'm also, I'm not going to wait around on somebody else to go make these changes so that my kid learns it. I'm going to go do it myself. The how to buy a house, they, we, but we all, so, so I'll, I'm, I'm with you, but then I'll also kind of argue on this. I think perhaps buying a house, there's a lot of kids in school whose parents have never and possibly will never buy a house. So I wonder if that's something, okay, maybe they incorporate that. But by the time, but if you're in high school and you learn how to buy a house, by the time you're able to <laughs> yeah, buy a house, you're, you're not going to remember that. it and it'll be completely different. Those are the kind of things that, Fair. That, that just, I mean, but the thing is that nowadays you can go Google how to buy a house and I guarantee you there's some YouTube tutorials that teach you how to buy a house. Yeah. I, I do think, I, I do think with a lot of this stuff, uh, with a lot of stuff in public school that, um, you know, while yes, a good parent could probably teach their kid a lot of different things that they already teach in public school, um, you have to be there for the kids who don't have that kind of support system. So I do think like prepping uh, a, at least a senior for this is what it's going to be like when you, if you plan on going to college, well, there's going to be a ton of credit card companies that are going to yeah, be knocking yeah. on your door the day True. you turn 18 or the day that you graduate from high school. And uh, you need to understand how interest works or you yes. need to understand, um, yeah. you know, because that can, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a bright kid. I, I took math. I got uh, taken in by credit cards when I went into college, you know, and, and I had, I spent years paying that off. To say nothing of student debt, it was the credit card stuff that really bit me. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it could. There, some of this stuff could be uh, valuable, and you know, swap out calculus for uh, basic uh, yes, economics. Correct. Yeah, math like uses you know in I mean? real life. Yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. Make that, the list. See, I, yeah, I, and that, and, and yeah. I want you to understand. I'm not sitting here trying to act like I don't think there's stuff in school need to be different. Yeah, yeah. I don't want. I don't want things like uh, mental uh, health because that no. can be too. Um, that can be too subjective to, to certain people's thoughts, it's beliefs, and niche, things. And yeah. so I don't want that. In, but like economics, some financial totally. stuff, some of those things are just kind of black and white. And so my second shot is basically when you got issues, problems, and things, and you're waiting on the world to change it, get up off your ass and change it yourself. Do what you got to do for you and yourself with it. Don't be sitting around waiting for everybody else to do something else. You know, they need to do this. They need to do that. No, go get it done yourself.
Boom. Be back in a minute Boom. on a second the second of Second Shot. Psst. Hey, it's Zach. I'm in my apartment recording this audio so Matt can sneak it into the show before Jenny and Heath hear it. I know they always do the sponsor reads, but guys, I had to get in here so I could tell you about Energy Ogre. They've been a longtime supporter of the show, and this summer, Christine and I finally signed up to see if they're really as good as Heath and Jenny say, and guys, Energy Ogre is totally legit. It's crazy. Check this out. You sign up for Energy Ogre for just $10 a month. You send them your most recent power bill, and the team at Energy Ogre will run the numbers to find out how you can save more money on your bill by switching to a different provider. Then, they'll switch you over to that provider for you and you'll immediately start saving money that you would have been spending on whatever company was ripping you off in the first place. Christine and I switched over this summer and I've been kicking myself for not signing up earlier ever since. We saved so much off our power bill that we paid for Energy Ogre service fee and now we got a little extra scratch for date night. If you live in Texas, if you're in a house or an apartment, whatever, go to energyogre.com right now and put in the promo code SECONDSHOT and you can get your first month totally free. Support Energy Ogre, support Second Shot, and support your savings by switching to Energy Ogre. Now we're coming back into this second segment with I can't wait till the next time I'm back with you guys to tell you all of all the fun um, and dirt box I got Brighton on this weekend since Jenny is going on a little retreat and leaving me here with Brighton this weekend. Let's just say she may make her way out to the dirt bike track and may or may not find a dirt bike or two that mom won't be around. Don't so make me cancel my one event things, in the last year. Things, I will cancel it. Things happen from time to time. Yeah, I will you know? Dirt bikes it. happen every now and then. Every now and then oh they gosh. just fall just fall out and it's just, just there. I saw some of the video of, was that you, Heath, doing the, yeah, yeah. Doing the jumps and yeah, things yeah. like that? Getting my confidence back up. Looking pretty good. Getting better and better. I'm about to crush your confidence back down. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) What is a good wife for? (laughs) It is um, my first event in more than a year for this clean beauty group that I'm a part of. And the, you know, sort of, it's sort of like a business workshop where we're going to learn some techniques and tips and tricks and all that kind of stuff. And we've got like our whole North Texas team. It's perfect. Brian's going to learn tips and tricks too of dirt well, bikes so and all that. So that's what I was going to say. We've got Everybody's a whole be group stuff. of uh, babysitters. So I may just take Brighton with me and let you go to the dirt bike track bow, chicka, on bow, bow. your own. Look, oh, if, also, if you get to get away and learn stuff, Brighton gets to learn stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. she can come and learn the beauty business yep. with me. She can come learn about clean beauty. She can come about, learn about ingredients. Unfortunately, she would rather learn that than she would dirt bikes. I know. She totally Look, they would. don't teach dirt bikes in school. Somebody's got to fall on it's the got, parents. Oh to my gosh, it's such a burden. It is such a burden. Why are they not teaching about dirt biking? It, I'm taking it all <laughs> myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, you guys, this is a business lesson. This blew my mind. I kind of had an idea about this one particular company blowing up during the pandemic. We know that people have been working out more at home. Have you heard of Bala Fitness or Bala Bangles? They're these little ankle weights. And somehow <laughs> they pumped their sales from $2 million to $20 million during the pandemic. The article comes from Forbes. So you know how it went. Everything shut down. And then all of the sort of at-home companies like Peloton, Mirror, um, Fight Camp, they, they stepped it up with their technology. And then Bala Bangles comes in <laughs> and they come in with a like basically this retro concept from the 1980s, essentially all this is, is ankle weights. It's an ankle weight that they are selling for $50, 
one pound ankle weights for fifty dollars. So it's not like it's unbelievable. It's not like it's a it's a fancy bike or like the mirror. You've got an exercise person behind it. They raised forty thousand on Kickstarter. This was back in two thousand seventeen when they started forty thousand on Kickstarter and then ten thousand of their own savings. Some of them are actually only a half pound and they're still like fifty bucks. Yours truly fell for it and I <laughs> bought some. In fact, during the pandemic, I waited on a list to get some of these. And I'm going to tell you, it, you know, I was thinking. I remember when I bought it. I thought, Jenny, this is ridiculous. You're about to spend fifty dollars on ankle weights that you could get from Walmart.com for eight ninety seven. Um, but the way that they are marketed makes you want to use them. It's almost like a fashion statement. And I'm just admitting that I fell for it and I'm giving all props to Bala Bangles. So, so for the people listening, I, I saw some pictures of these, but for yes. the people, for the people listening, they do have sort of like, if you were to imagine like a workout video from the eighties where yeah. they have like the sweatbands or whatever, like things like they have that look to them where they're almost fashion accessories, right? That, and that's why I bought them. Yeah. You brought some old school back. I brought some old school back and I was just like, <laughs> here's the thing. If I would have seen this original, like Bala's looking for a Kickstarter, I would have never bought into this Kickstarter. I would have never been like, oh wow, how brilliant. You're doing something that's already been done 30 years ago. A one pound weight, what's that even going to do? And then I end up being the person who buys it. And I think it just goes to show these people believed in their thing. They were like, we need to look cute with ankle weights. The timing was obviously right for them with the pandemic. And it took off. These are always on a waiting list. These little silly ankle weights are always on a waiting list. Even though in theory, you could buy them yourself, even make them yourself. You know what I hear somebody saying right now that's listening that that maybe they're listening because they are kind of a natural pessimist and they're like wanting to try to get uplift some is. Well, those people were just lucky. They started the perfect thing at the perfect time and all this. So, you know, that, that's what all these, it's just always lucky. And this, but it started way before 2020 um, and, and, you know, several years back and, and they've been chugging along, um, getting along. And I told somebody this week, I said, you know, uh, I was asked when I was out of this office Monday because one of our most successful offices and I just went out to say hi, thank you, you know, that's and all right. that. Shout out and one of the guys, Texas. one of the guys asked me, he said, um, what you know? I'm, I'm him, brand new. What's um, what's a piece of advice type thing? Got to go. Is outlasting everybody. I mean, that's what people don't understand. People who get lucky, they just outlast everybody else. I mean, yeah. they, they a lot of them just sit around and they outlast you. You know, the, they they went yeah. three or four years here with barely sales. chugging along. No telling what it was, and then that happened. And most people say, "Oh, they were lucky." No, if they would have given up like most do, then they wouldn't have made that. You know, luck happens to everybody and anywhere. The ball bounces your way every time. Now, well, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say, and also, I mean, listen to the way that Jenny described it. I mean, they're simple. You mm -hmm. can go buy these things at Walmart. They look like something from 30 years ago. I mean, this is this is the quintessential thing of, well, you look at that and you say, I could have done that. Anybody could have done that, right? But did you? But, but nobody did. And that's and that's the other, I think the other part of that equation is not only did they stick it out, but they looked at the thing that easily somebody could have looked at and said, that's too simple or that's, that's too cheesy or that's too, like no one's going to buy that because who's going to spend that kind of money? And they said, well... Somebody will, and they went for it, and they, they're making bank now. Yeah, when people act like, oh, it's more lucky than the good. No, they actually were good because of how creative they had to get to take something that everybody else would say that. They marketed it geniusly. They they worked their butts off on how to market this to make this that type of thing. Um, I actually, And they just launched a new ring. They just launched this power ring, which you guys looks like the thing that you dive for when you go to swimming <laughs> lessons. It looks like that. 
It's going to be like five pounds and I'm sure they're going to charge a fortune for it. And you know who else is probably going to buy it? Probably me. Yeah. <laughs> Probably me. Product review, <laughs> but you like them. I like them, and I like the whole. They aesthetic. work well. Everything. I like the the way that they marketed it. Mm. I love the. I mean, it makes me want to work out when I have my cute little pink ankle weights. And I, what I, what I kind of thought of too on this, where um, besides, I just wanted to make the rant of the person that was listening, saying, "Well, they were lucky," real quick. But because mm. my real second show was, it, it hit me. I was listening to this podcast out. This podcast called uh, Choiceology. Uh, Katie Milkman does it. It's a uh, uh, and she talks it on it. She's a psychology professor that talks a lot around uh, different choices. It's, it's a really good podcast. But if y'all want to okay. learn, it teaches. There's a lot of things about brain science and all that. But they will send Brett in there to get her psychology. Exactly. <laughs> Since we're not going to teach it, yes. the school's not going to teach it. <laughs> but um, on this one, on on, choice, on this one is where they talked about the experience gap in risk choice. Like why um, there's times that we. Um, that they basically how often we are to overweight rare events when we make decisions based on description and underweight rare events when we make decisions from experience. So, um, you know, for, so, okay. uh, Okay. Like, uh, for instance, you, um, buy a, back in the day, you buy a car. You buy a car and put a get the CD player put in, yeah. and and you could pay the uh, um, fifty dollars to get the removable faceplate. You know, right. so so it runs, you know to, to help save for car thieves, right? And you at that time, uh, you said, oh, "I'll pay that fifty dollars for that because that makes sense." And then after about a week of taking it off, you go, "Well, eh, I ain't got broken into yet," and, and get tired of taking the faceplate off, and you never do. Right. Next thing you know, your car's broken into. So, so without that experience, it was like, yes, I'll pay the fifty. But within one week of experience, just like alarming your alarm when you leave the house versus not after a time, right? Yeah. yeah. And what I loved about that, um, about this talk around it, to me is is also talking about when it comes to businesses, right? Whether or not you jump off to do businesses, and I think about these ladies that yeah. jumped off to do the business, and and I think of. Where you got to go in your head to put defaults in for to how make sure you weight these risks well, and what he talked about um, was how when people go off and start, you know, most businesses fail. Um, and one of the things that he said um, he talks to his daughters on, well, if they want to start businesses, what you have to do is the suck is going to happen in starting your own business and stuff, no matter what. The number one barometer is that whatever it is you're doing, you have if you're going to jump off and do it is making sure the majority of what you're doing every single day is what you absolutely love with the passion. So he didn't do this whole like, oh, follow your passion. He gave the actual uh, explanation and said, look, the suck is going to happen. So if you whatever you're doing, it has to be what you're doing every day you love because that's the only way you outlast the suck. The suck will happen, right? So it's the people that that say there's a money thing and, and, and they what they're going to have to do to get the business going is not going to be anything they like to do. They'll never outlast it because they're not doing what they love. So I loved how it wasn't that, oh, you know, just do your passion, right? Like a lot of people, he, he goes, no, it's not, it's not like that easy. It's just saying that whatever it is you're going to be doing, make sure that it's hard, it, you love it enough that you don't give up. Well, like I've thought so many times about doing, you know, a media company or a production company or something like that, because that's what my background is. And, and that's what I love. But then I, when, the more that I think about it, I wouldn't be doing the part that I love is telling stories yeah. and interviewing people and hosting and just having fun conversations. And when you start a media company, 
the only fun conversation you're having is like with the clients and the billing and the, you know, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not, that's not where my passion lies. Yeah. And so that's always what holds me back. And I think that's <laughs> fine. You know, and maybe that will transition for me one day. Um, and don't you think that's a good barometer, though, the way he explained it? If you're going to be looking at getting into a business. Because I know what I like to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you'll I'm... never make it through the tough times mm -hmm. if you're not doing the majority. Of, so sometimes it may be finding that partner that likes to do the, the, the others, exactly. the business side of that, right? The sales. That or, when the yeah. time goes to jump off, it's it's you're doing your passion, doing mm -hmm. yours because – he was, like, he was like, that's what I like to coach them, people yeah. on the barometer of knowing when you're going to get off and start your own business. Because the first several years suck, and you have to make sure that the pieces you're doing are what you love the most. That's good. Well, see, but then Oprah, like that's what Oprah did, right? Yep. She, she created the own network, and it wasn't like she was out there doing the sales herself. They would call her in when they were doing a major deal because she's Oprah. Mm -hmm. But she was still able to host all of her own shows mm -hmm. and create all of her own shows and do her big interviews. She just like owned the company. Yeah, she had enough money to hire all the great I people. I mean, all come on, stuff. you guys. But I thought that was a great barometer. And, uh, you know, and that story made me think of, you know, that because they made the choices to jump off and, and um, you know, get that going. And, and I think also with the fact that a lot of people sitting out there that hear it and your mind goes the negative of like, oh, they're lucky. No, I mean, there, there were, you know, it, it's like was just seeing the, uh, um, you know, uh, I, I told <laughs> – I, I think my new my new saying is going to be. Tell me. I think we all need to be more like a weed. Like I my, my oh whole my deal. Gosh. The true way to success is to be more like a weed. Yep. I, I want to. You know what I want? I want to be surrounded by a bunch of weeds. That that's what I'm going to start referring to people on. Are you a weed or not? Because like, this is a new book. Whole, yeah. Are you a weed? These SOBs <laughs> are the most like resilient. resilient. They, they push. You knock them down, they come back. They forge through everything. Concrete. I mean, they can push their way through whatever and wherever, and they're like, hey, I'm here. Pull me up. I'm coming back. <laughs> it's like over and over, and that's all it's been half my life now is with weeds, and I'm thinking, man. Be a weed. We all need a little bit of more weed. Well, that sounds... Well, <laughs> this is not a pro-marijuana or anti-marijuana yeah. podcast. Yeah, you take from that whatever you will. <laughs> I'm just talking about the weeds that... And yeah, I, that's good on rabbit hole. No matter what, uh, it's not just luck, people. We'll be back in a minute on the third segment of Second Shot. <laughs> Okay, quick break to tell you guys about this closet situation. I told you we've been working with Closets by Design to figure out the laundry room area. This was an area that I tried to kind of piece together some, I mean, I tried to find like, you know, a handyman, handy woman, handy lady, somebody to construct something for us, was not able to find it. I ordered some stuff online. It was a total disaster. We ended up working with Closets by Design and I cannot tell you how good this laundry room turned out. I'm getting ready to put a video up on my Instagram page, but if you're looking for somebody to help you with a closet for just really any part of your house, your laundry room, your regular closet, someplace uh, in the kitchen or the entryway, hit up Gia at Closets by Design. She maximized this space like you would not believe. I never thought I would <laughs> be excited about a laundry room, but you can hear the excitement in my voice. It was just such a good experience. They came and did it in one afternoon. It looks like it was built into the house. That was the other thing that kept happening when I tried to like order these random things online is it just looked very disjointed. So it looks like it was built with the original design and now we have spaces for everything. Gia, I am obsessed obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. So the website is dallas.closetsbydesign.com. You will not regret it.
Now, my favorite part of being on the show is when I come in hot on the third segment and I get to shame all of you people that are not that are listening and not leaving a review. We so see you guys. The great thing is, is uh, <laughs> there are thousands we do, of you. We do have a new review uh, back on February. Tint my glass uh, titled Load Versus Burden. He, thank you for sharing the story from, from your pastor. We all uh, deal with burdens from time to time, but taking on loads can destroy people from the inside. If we stop enabling those around us and allow them to carry their own load, we all come out a lot better in the end. Thanks again, and I love the show. Thank you so much for leaving a review. That's from Tip My Glass. Yep. Oh my gosh, shout out to you guys. But leave us a rating review. Share it with your friends and family. It's super helpful. And now, the big update. Yes. Oh my gosh. Remember the dog who stole the package from our front porch. If not, go to Jenny's Facebook page, Jenny and Chando, and look at the video. Yeah, it's and, then, and we top. tell the full story a few episodes back in yeah. the most recent yeah. um, classic episode. I think it was the last time we were all in studio, right? Yeah, we so I think it was about, about a month yeah. ago. So here's, the, here's what happened. He stole a package from our porch. He was caught on surveillance video. We posted the video in hopes that his owner would come forward or you know something would happen. He, nobody came forward saying that they knew of this dog. Then the video went viral. It was all over you guys. It was on all national media, international media. It was kind of crazy. Then we, uh, one of our neighbors actually found a rescue group. I called 311 in Dallas. They suggested that I capture the dog myself, which if you have seen the dog now, you know, probably was not going to happen. It's like a hundred pound dog. They were like, you know, put out some, you know, hot dogs. Anyway, they helped me the best they could. I was not able to catch the dog, but street team six, which is this, um, street dog rescue in Dallas came and hooked it up. They set up a, like, uh, camera surveillance camera. So we would, we spent a week doing this. It was so much fun. Just kind of like every day. tracking this dog, feeding him every day, trying to get him c- to come closer to the house so that we could figure out, you know, who he is. Is it a boy or a girl? Like, does he have an owner? Anyway, Saturday night, it all went down. He actually went to, we, there was like a bunch of hot dogs and like raw chicken, all kinds of stuff. Um, went into the trap. And I know that sounds like, oh gosh, you guys trapped him. The goal of trapping him was to find out, is he microchipped? Does he have an owner? And can we take him to a foster's home? So um, this is, the dog's not fixed. They think it's possible that he has spent his whole life on the streets um, and he did not have a microchip. So he is now safely with a great Pyrenees rescue here in the Metroplex. I just... I can't explain to you how happy we are that he's not on the streets anymore just because it's dangerous, obviously, to be out there. Um, You know, it's kind of just like in these fields by our house and just out on the streets. So he's now getting some love and some TLC, and he's going to be placed with a family in the Metroplex. That's great. Uh, uh, That fosters Pyrenees. Is that what this family does? They love Pyrenees, know everything about them, and you'll be there with them. Pyrenees are great dogs. They they, they really are. And uh, he was massive. They're not adopting him, they're fostering him. Well, but maybe he'll be so sweet that they'll be foster families and keep them uh, forever. We'll it's see. Happened, it's happened to me. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> if not, us. perhaps a great second shot listener can get the the porch pirate dog. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. Yeah. We'll find out. If it does actually come up with it, then we'll let everybody know and see if anybody wants to. Yes. He was a he was a beautiful dog. Oh, oh. He was so he really beautiful. was a person up close. And seemed so sweet once yeah. he was, you know, he didn't like it once we, you know when he was first captured. But this um Street Team Six, just shout out to them. They were so great to work with. Look them up on social media. That's great. And, um yeah, if you're looking for a volunteer opportunity, they do fun little, you know, Good. heists in the middle of the night. 
So instead of a question, you had a little something you want to throw out at us kind of thing? I just had this little talker, and I thought it was funny because I think Heath and I have been through this, and I'm curious if you guys have as well. Um, there was a survey down that said 45% of people with kids or pets say they can't have nice things because they will just get ruined. And 64% of people with kids say that they're basically not buying any nice things until they get older. So for, I mean, we're having, it's not like we had kids at 18. Yeah. So like, we're, I'm not going to wait till I'm 50 or 60 to get nice stuff. I'm going to get it now and get it ruined. I don't, I don't think, I think that's a very, like, I think that's an extremely pessimistic, like, I can't have anything nice without it. You know, <laughs> it, it might, look, is there things that that we don't think about that will go, hey, like, for instance, Jenny's car, of like, um, would we want to get a new one? No, if we're going to have another kid, like, the, the amount the, of abuse a car does take through, I mean, through a, a nice baby. Car, to, yeah, well, I'm talking about not going to invest in getting a whole nother new one versus right. if this one's still, <laughs> you know, if you think, oh, without kids, we may just get another new one. It's like, no, rather... Just ride this one out. Let this one get well, completely destroyed through another one before we do another one. Yeah, okay. But it doesn't mean we can't have nice things. And like, you know, yeah, did we um, furnish in the house? To, did we say we wanted to bargain shop for furniture versus buy the high-end expensive furniture? Yeah, but it still looks nice. It's still yeah, nice. I was you can have nice things, middle. but go a lot of in, you know. We there, there's, middle of the yeah. road. Uh, kids and pets cause an average of $162 worth of damage a year to furniture alone, which I thought was hilarious because that's about what Charlie destroys in a day. I was going to say that sounds very, very low. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's up to you. Yeah, that's... There is somebody throwing off that average. And now you got an optimistic person making a comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Like, $162 worth of damage, really? Yeah. Brighton hasn't... Brighton actually has not. She's, she's really going to be four. And so now, now is the point where if she's riding on stuff, she's just being bad, right. which she doesn't. But but that that sort of like year, year old to three years old, I mean, that is brutal. Mm -hmm. Stuff is just getting destroyed right and left. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it I doesn't mean you can't have nice right. things. I, yeah. mean, I thought that was kind of funny. And, yeah. and I think there's <laughs> got to be. I think there's got. There definitely has to be a change of attitude. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, I love my child, or I love my pet yes. more than I love this. Like we go through Correct. this every holiday, where my wife will go out and buy all these pillows, like these fancy pillows for Christmas or for Halloween or something like that, with decorations all over it. And inevitably, one of them is going to get torn up because they have a little puff yeah. on them or something like that. And you, you know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen every year. She brings a pillow in, and I say that that thing's going to get torn up within a week and it is and we keep doing it because you know it's like well better to just enjoy it for a little while while we have it and then uh but I, i'm not going to get rid of the dog or i'm not going to get mad at the dog because they're just going to do what i knew what they were going to do anyway yeah you can have nice things and ultimately my kid and my dog are more important than any material little piece right. of something yeah. other um and, and your last things but love your y'all second shot facebook group go to it and, and post like if you hear this like what what's your thought are, yeah. are, is on those little things so where can they find you at Okay, you guys, you can find me in the Second Shot group. Also, please give us a follow on Instagram. We post inspirational quotes there. Just kind of keep your rolling, keep you going. It's Instagram.com slash Second Shot Podcast. And also on my website, JennyAnchondo.com. Great. Uh, you can find me in the Second Shot Facebook group as well. Also on Instagram, Matt Stoker one That's the numeral one. Uh, Matt Stoker one Follow me there. Um, and uh, yeah, come say hi. And you can find me at Ignorance on Fire on Instagram mainly or the Second Shot Facebook group. Leave us a rating and review. Share it with your friends and family. And we love you. And we'll see you next time. Bye.